today. Give God a shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. It's good to be alive. It's good to be in our good health and strength. It's good to have the activities of your limb. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. What a mighty God we serve. The words of angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Glory to God. It's that part of our service where we worship God in our giving. Hallelujah. Are you ready to worship this morning? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he wants you on today to give your best to him. Your very best. Return back to God what belongs to him, which is our tithe. But then come before him with a gift, with your very best offering. We implore you on today to worship God in your giving. And as that all, I always say, God honors those who honors him the most. Amen. Ushers, you may come at this time. Father God, we thank you on today. We thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be here on today to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give. And we thank you, Lord God, because you gave your only begotten son to us that we may be saved. In Jesus' name, amen.
it's time for us to honor God with our giving. Please let me remind all of us that we are in a season of giving. So don't miss out. Well, let's do it again. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. <laughs> we are the ushers. Come on down. Somebody's going to get rich in this church just by being obedient. Hallelujah. I'm sure you all have more songs to sing. Amen. We're mad. Praise God. Come on up here. We're going to sing. Father, I thank you that this is a house of plenty. I thank you that we're on this side of Jordan that we can give. Many people wake up this morning, they woke up a beggar. But in your grace and mercy, we're in a position to be a blessing and not a curse. I call all of heaven to remembrance of your word that you always give seed to sower. We tap into that anointing right now. Bless every giving that will take place. In Jesus' name. Amen. I tell you what, uh, the ushers, you all just come and stand here. We're going to do it the old-fashioned way. When giving was taking place, Jesus was looking. Amen. And so you just stand. You all look pretty, too. Amen. I like those colors. The choir will sing, and let's give. There's my wife, Brinkman.
tell it. Go tell it. Go tell it. Go tell it. Baby boy. One Christmas morning. Go tell it. Go tell it. And they wrapped them. They swatted the clothes. Go tell it. And go tell it. And they laid him in a manger. Go tell it. Go tell it. And that ain't all. That ain't all. That ain't all. That ain't all. In the temple with the elders. And go tell it. Go tell it. Oh! 
Yesterday to support Sister Patricia Davis. Amen. We are grateful, grateful to all of you for honoring that woman of God. By record, I'm told she's now 80 years old. What a blessing. Amen. There yet, but I'm moving on my way to that line, and I can tell. Mm. Amen. I went to a restaurant the other day, Applebee, mm -hmm. and bless God, they gave me. The ticket, I couldn't see a thing. So I knew then I'm becoming a sinner. Mm -hmm. I had to take the picture of the receipt and then make it bigger so I can see it. You know. But it's a blessing to live long. Amen. God be the glory. Every now and then when you confuse offering time with altar call, <laughs> you know you're getting up in age. Praise the Lord. The other day I was up there, they were doing some dancing and I decided to join the party, you know. Everybody was moving. They said, Pastor, all you need to do is just follow us. If we turn right, you turn right. If we turn left, you turn left. That sounds simple, you know. And I wanted to blend in because I want people to know it's all right to dance. And bless God, 
I was moving and moving, and I began to feel something. <laughs> and then it took a dip. My own dip was so slow. And I took my time coming back up. <laughs> I knew then. Some boy is getting up in age. But we thank God for life. I heard Sister Davis said, I can still move. And I'm clothed in my right mind. And, and where I was, I was shouting. Because that's a blessing. Amen. By the way, is Deacon Beret on here? All right, stand up. Praise the Lord. You get with the ushers all those money we just collected, give it as Christmas gift to all of our musicians. All right? God bless you, sir. If you have your Bible, by the way, many of you may be wondering, how you be acting like this? <laughs> um, in case you don't know, the monies that we collect in the house of God is for three primary purposes. You need to study your Bible. One is to make sure you upkeep the house of God. So I'm saying this for pastors that may be watching. And secondly, the monies that we collected is to take care of all the Levites that works in the house of God. So some churches, they will tell me they're not paying their pastor, they're not paying their, their musician, all that. That's why you broke. So just got to follow the book. <laughs> Another thing, primary reason why we collect money God, we don't ship money to heaven, you know. It's to help people who are in need. All right? I just preach in case you in case you miss it. So when you're a church and you're doing nothing to help those who are in need, you're going to stay broke. In fact, that's why you're still broke. Don't call me. Don't write me. I don't need your... <laughs> You have to position yourself in a baseball to catch the ball. So, some people think when they don't pay their staff, they think they keep them humble. You keep yourself broke. <laughs> I've seen so many of them. Pastors, I said, man, why are you so broke? What's the problem? <laughs> but we don't apply the word of God. So, enjoy giving. Giving is receiving. Not just in church. By the way, I never had any, any fight or quarrel with my wife. The only area that we, we argue and force is because I give. We say, you give too much. And I would say, I'm guilty. I'll do it again. 
Because I found out there's a secret. It's a code. Sometimes my wife will remind me, the people you're trying to give to, they look better than you. I say, you see, that's not the whole. It's a spirit. I say, look at their hair. They fix their hair. Look at their fingernails. Look at their shoes. That's not the parameter for giving. If you give, that's right, Reverend, it shall be given to you. I just bless somebody. You all miss the summer? I'm trying to position you so you will never lack. Not just in church. By the way, that's one thing I like about you, Brother Chairman. You are a giver. That's why you've not been fired. No, seriously. I know you're blessing me. You see, I'm, please, I'm not joking. Giving is critical. Be a giver. Inside the church, outside the church. Pastors, don't let your people stay broke. When I came to this church, there's only two new kind in the whole church. God is my witness. It grieves my heart. I say, what is this pastor been teaching you all? Now you go around and see what the Lord has done. Amen. The other day I heard even one of my deacons just by brother truck, Deacon James Smith. We see her. See, I keep up with all of you. You cannot hang around this ministry and be broke. It's impossible. God say, remember the Lord who give you power to get what? Wealth. David said, the righteous are never forsaken. Their seed never beg. So let's go. Let's go and, and take over this land. We are able to go up and possess the land. It's going to come through obedience. If you're willing and you're obedient, you will eat. <laughs> Oh, glory. I don't know where that comes from. There's another young lady that just became a doctor of nursing. Where is she at? In our church. So now I've got two doctors of nursing. That's Sister Brown, Dr. Brown right there. She has a doctorate in nursing. Amen. That's the first one. You know I celebrate success. I've hung around failure too long. So I left them. <laughs> Amen. And this young lady now, you see, I don't know her name. Hayward, all right. That's, that makes two of them. And the best is yet to come. Well, keep going. I want to see new businesses. I met a young man just a few days ago. You know, and his name is Doug. 
Doug Philip. He is the son and of Gloria and Carl Philip. Just start a real estate business. He said, Pastor, I need your guide. That's what I'm believing God for. But nothing wrong to win. That's why I left your team. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The book of St. Luke. <laughs> Chapter 2. Amen. Don't be jealous. When I heard my deacon go to a brand new trial, I said, Hallelujah. You rejoice with those who rejoice. Amen. The book is Luke chapter 2, verse number 10. I read it to you this past Sunday. And now I'm going to finish what I started. Guess what the Bible said? Luke chapter 2, verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. That's what I want to preach about you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We are now in a world full of fear. Help our understanding. Lord, I thank you that you gave us the formula to live victoriously in this crazy world. Holy Spirit, teach us your word today. Bless your people in a very special way. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject for discussion is titled, Fear Not. This is part of Christmas story. You all know it, and I know it. Jesus was born, and God sent the angels to make the announcement to the world. The angels found some shepherds watching their flock by night. Am I right about it? And the first thing they told those shepherds, fear not. What does it mean to fear? You need to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, fear means something happened and you take flight. Fear means you run away from something because you're scared. All of us have been there. Every one of you here, there is no superman in the house. There is no superwoman. 
all of us from the pulpit to the pews, we have to deal with this thing called fear. So you better pay attention. Fear is how the devil gained access into our lives. So you can say, I ain't scared of nothing. You lying. You are scared. All of us have to deal with this problem of, of fear. The other day, I found myself with the choir at a place called Grand Canyon. And bless God, I see the ones who are fear. They told us we're going to go up and walk on a, on a piece of glass. And you can see deep down Grand Canyon. Skywalk. And bless God, my wife said she going. And I was not going to let a woman outdo me. But I was scared. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. I was so scared. I had to hold on to Brother Terrence. And bless God, I, I got on that glass thing. And I said, Seth, just, just, just hang in there now. Just, 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 I took my time. Terrence kept saying, come on, Pastor. He shut up. <laughs> Why? Because... I had to face fear. And it really gripped me when I looked through the glass. And I saw how deep. And it dawned on me if that glass broke. <laughs> game over. All of us, young and old, rich or poor, you have to deal with this thing called fear. So the goal of this message is to tell you and show you how you deal with fear when it comes and knock at your door. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many people that are here. You're not where God wants you to be because Satan has used fear to slow you down or to stop your movement. But notice what the Bible says. Fear not. So God will not tell you to do something without telling you how to do it. So my assignment is to make sure everybody under the sound of my voice from this day forward you never have to deal or submit to a spirit of fear. By the way, when you get a chance, Google that phrase, fear not, you will notice that 365 times in your Bible. Want to do you good every day of the year. 
And then when you look at other references, do not be afraid. Don't be scared. Then you see over 600 references. Let me go on record to tell you that phrase is not a suggestion. It's not an advice from God. It is a command. What did I say it is? It is a command. And you need to know also that that command is the most repeated command in the whole Bible. So there's a reason why God kept saying, fear not. Don't be feared. Don't be scared. Do not be afraid. Ladies and gentlemen, that same command is what he gave to Abraham. That same command is what he gave to Isaac. Do not be afraid. That same command is what he gave to Jacob. That same command, if you recall, is what he gave to Moses. Do not fear. That same command is what he gave to Joshua. Do not be afraid. When David was running from King Saul and he was hiding in the cave, is the same command he gave to David. Don't be afraid. I got your back. The Bible is full of references to that. Remember Peter. He was walking on water by faith. Then he got scared. And he started to sink. Guess what? It's the same command that I'm calling your attention to today. God said to Peter, come on, son, fear not. I got your back. I'm standing right here. Ladies and gentlemen, God has never changed. You can read every part of your Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, walking into fiery furnace. Do not fear. Daniel, going to lion's den. Do not fear. Paul, when he was shipwrecked, do not fear. I got your back. I can stay here all day just quoting scriptures after scriptures of God saying to you and me, fear not. Ladies and gentlemen, in life, Every time you move from one stage to another, you got to deal with fear. Many people never accomplish nothing because they are fearful. I work over there as a professor at the university, Louisiana Christian University, and I watch Young people, when they're coming to university for the first time in their life, their mama and daddy will bring them. Everybody is happy until it hits them that mama is going to go home, you're going to be here. You got to deal with this thing called fear. Amen. 
see that new student is taking a, a new step. And I heard somebody say, new level, new devil. That's why I say you got to pay attention because all of us got to deal with this spirit of fear. This thing is so important that Apostle Paul wrote to his son in the Lord, Timothy. It's like me just talking to these precious pastors here. And guess what Paul said in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He says, son, God has not given you a spirit of fear. I don't know what Timothy was dealing with that time, but it's not uncommon for my minister to, to get me on the phone and say, Pastor, this is what I'm dealing with. And Paul is telling young Timothy, a preacher, you need to know God has not given you a spirit of fear. What God has given you is power, love, and sound mind. So just think about it. I'm a theologian. If God didn't give it to you, guess where it came from? The devil. So the devil used fear as a tool to keep you and me from making progress in life. So my ministry is for those who are willing to do better for themselves. My assignment is to take people from one point to another. The greatest testimony I have as a pastor is when your children, your children's children, reach back and tell me I was better under your ministry. But in order to do better, you got to deal with the spirit of fear. There are all kinds, all types of fear out there. I wish I have time to cover them all. Fear is so much in our world today that some people, they can't even come out of their own house. They're scared. Some people have fear of needle. Just a little bit of creature like this. <laughs> it's scared. <laughs> Some people, they're scared of blood. Am I right about it? You'd be amazed how many of us are scared of danger. Sometimes we even create danger that is not there. But in our mind, the boogerman is coming. Some of us, we are scared of our past. Some are scared even of the future. You'll be amazed how many of you are here today scared of losing your job. That's why you got to pay attention. 
this is not a church where you just have a good time. Every week, by permission of the Holy Spirit, I'm making a deposit in your spirit man. The job of a pastor is to watch for your soul. Praise the Lord. You'll be surprised how many people are scared of their health. They can just see that something is not adding up. Doctor's appointment after doctor's appointment. But you can tell something ain't right. At times you don't even know what's next in your life. At times, you can't even make sense of what is going on in your life. And some of you, you're going through that right now. That is why God sent me to talk with you. Sometimes you're dealing with a situation, you think it's one thing, but it turned out to be another thing. You infest Time, money, energy on a relationship. Some of you, you can't even sleep good at night because you're not sure if you still have a husband. <laughs> and nobody shouted today. <laughs> I hear the Lord say, Fear not. That Negro is not running away. <laughs> you, you, you're the one who's nervous. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, somebody is here under the sound of my voice. On a serious note, you counted on, on people, and they turn out to be a snake. I deal with real life. You need to hear what God says the Lord today. Because now you're trying to figure out what to do next. You begin to substitute fiction for facts. When you're dealing with fear, all kinds of thoughts will be coming to your mind. You start thinking about the worst case scenario. What if this? What if that? And the devil is having a good time just watching and laughing. Now you're writing a story of a future that you haven't even experienced yet. How do we deal with fear? My children had a flat tire one day. And I was amazed. The thought pattern. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. I said, calm down. Oh, what if I lose my job? What if I'm late to work? Oh, what if I miss it? What if uh, then I'm gonna I won't be able to pay my then we, it just goes on and on and on. I said, Oh man. This is unbelievable. I said, baby. Calm down. There is a spare tire. (laughs) 
you need to do is put it on. And being as smart as I am, I didn't even do that. I called somebody. What am I trying to tell you? Fear is real. You'll be amazed how many people are scared. Fear of failure. Fear of being criticized. Many of you, you will not serve in leadership position because you, you're scared of somebody talking about you. Not only will they talk about you, they will talk about your children. Welcome to the club. <laughs> That's right. Real world. You need to enjoy being a leader. If you're over a ministry, over a department, over an auxiliary, over any organization, the world will talk about you. Jesus said, they talk about me. They're going to talk about you. Get over it. I like Jesus for that. Straight talk. Some people are so scared. They're scared of height. They're scared of going on elevator. I remember telling you I was flying to Tulsa, Oklahoma one time. And there was a lady sitting next to me. She was scared to death. She just hate flying. And I'm saying, ma'am, can I help you? She looked at me. I said, fool. Can't you see what's going on? This plane is about to take off. And I'm saying, it was supposed to take off. Did I miss something? She was scared. Then I got on her nerves. I was trying to help, but I didn't know I got on her nerves. I said, ma'am, I got some good news. Because I'm here, the plane will not crash. <laughs> you should have seen the way she looked at me. I see, what asylum did you come from? But then when we took off and we landed in Tulsa, she looked at me, she said, are you a preacher? I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And said, yes. And we pray together. You know what she was dealing with? A spirit of fear. Ladies and gentlemen, all of us got to know what to do when we are faced with fear. And ladies and gentlemen, the solution, when fear knocks at your door, send faith to answer the door. Did you hear what I just said? I cannot tell you fear will not come. I cannot tell you when he will come. But whenever fear knocks at your door, send faith. To answer the door. Tell somebody I got it. It doesn't mean that you will not feel fear sometimes. But it means when you feel fear, don't run. Stand your ground. 
Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. What's the answer to that? Believe in God. You've got to believe what God said. God's greatest desire for you and me is to believe him. So if God said, fear not, believe him. If God said, I got your back, believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to believe God, then you cannot live in fear. And you cannot live in fear and also believe God. You have to make up your mind which one you're going to do. I remember, I watched this drama every day when we had the pandemic. Ah, that's when I finally figured out who among you is truly saved. Churches shut down. And close, hey, don't turn me off. <laughs> you know I'm anointed. They shut down the system. The house of God got still. Thank God this church never closed. You have to believe God. Oh, I wish you all were with me in that time. Even my own family, you cannot go out. You hug people too much. Everybody wants to shake your hand. Oh, you sign an autograph. You need to sit your behind at home. Every day I wake up, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I say, I will rejoice and be glad. God is my witness. I never miss beat. You know why churches shut down? It's scared. <laughs> if the church is scared, what's left for this generation? Many people die. Not so much because of the pandemic, but because of fear. Can you all handle the truth? Not only is God saying do not fear, what I'm suggesting to you, the only fascination, you know, they say you got to have fascination. The only fascination for fear is for you to believe the word of God. Can you all handle the truth? Ladies and gentlemen, one thing I love about God's fascination, if you take that fascination I'm giving you today, you won't need a booster. Hey, don't turn me up. They're going to come up with more booster for those of you who are scared. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me call your attention to some scripture right quick. Look at the book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse number 2. I want to show you how to deal with fear now. I've established what fear is 
I've established to you the reality of fear. Now you need to know how to deal with it. The book of Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2 says, Darkness shall cover the earth. Is that in your Bible? Then you keep reading. The word of God says, Gross darkness will cover the people. By the way, what is darkness? You need to know darkness is the messes of this world that we deal with. The fear of this world. All the challenges shooting on the street. All the crimes in our neighborhood is a form of darkness. Now, the problem is that many of us, we're trying to pacify each other. So we tell each other, we say, oh, well, fear is normal. Fear is natural. No, it's not. But if you open the door for fear, it will come in. The Bible warned you and me, there's darkness all over the world. There's darkness, gross darkness over the people. So the question is, what are we going to do about it? Where the verse before that statement make it clear. Look at Isaiah 60 verse number 1. Guess what he said you need to do? Arise! <laughs> Ain't that something? Arise! Shine! By the way, that word arise means change your position. Change your posture. You don't need to stay in a scary valley. You can make a decision today. God is big enough to watch over me. I trust in God. <laughs> you see, we sing this song. We will say, my heavenly father watch over me. But do you really believe it? Why is it you hear gunshot and you are you already dead? <laughs> Arise! Shine! You know why you, you can shine in this crazy world? The Bible tells you the answer there. Say the light has come. What did I say? The light has come. Say it again. What is the light? You see how simple the, the word of God is? The word of God is the light. Jesus is the light. If you don't believe me, check out the book of Psalms 119. 
verse 105. He said, the word is a lamb unto my feet. And what? A light unto my pathway. So when the Bible says the light has come, the only question this morning, are you familiar with the light? Is the light on in your house? The word of God said in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall never walk in darkness. Can you read? <laughs> there is no reason for you to be consumed with fear. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord this morning. Whatever you are facing. Because the reason why we're in darkness, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we're in fear so much, too many of us, we have stepped away from the light. That's our problem. We come to church when it's convenient. We read the Bible when it's convenient. We pray when it's convenient. We step away from the light. And then we open door for darkness. And fear is able to whoop our behind all day and night. Look at the book of John chapter 3 verse 19. The Bible is saying this is the consequence of the way we are handling ourselves. It says the condemnation that the light is come into this world. By the way, that's Christmas. Jesus, the light of this world, has come to this world. He said, the problem, this is why we are condemned. He said, man loves darkness rather than light. So we put ourselves in a mess. Ladies and gentlemen, how do we do that? We will say such thing. I don't need church. Can you imagine how many times you've heard that? People will say, I don't want to hear anybody tell me how to live. People will even say, I don't even care. Some of them are your co-workers. Some of them are living in your house. Some of them you slept with them last night. And nobody shouting now. And look at the result. Now you're not getting the word. You're not getting knowledge. You're not getting understanding. You're not getting wisdom of God. You have no direction how you're going to live, how you're going to think, how you're going to function. You're living in total darkness. 
the church is not just about saving soul. Saving soul is one of the assignments. Part of the job of the church is to mature. Those of you profess to be Christian. Paul was so concerned about it, he said, since you've known Christ, how long are you going to be feeding a milk? It's time to grow up. It's time to do better. You don't need to love darkness more than light. We need direction for our soul. A good touch will teach you how to raise your children. A good touch will teach you how to function in the society. A good touch will teach you how to succeed in life. A good touch will teach you how to move from Lodabar to a land of more than enough. A good church will show you the, the way to go to heaven. But when you're not getting teaching and you're not getting training, not much studying going on, and guess what? Now Houston, we've got a problem. You have walked away. You've stepped aside from the light. If you don't believe me, when you get home, practice this. There's a light in your house, I'm sure. But when you walk away from that light, you're going to find yourself in darkness. Amen, somebody. So the solution, arise and shine. Why? The light has come. Why? The glory of God is upon you. So if you're here this morning and your heart is broken, this is where the rubber meets the road. If you're here this morning, we're all dressed up, deodorant cologne, smells good, look good, makeup, you have some foundation before you put makeup. So everything looks good. But deep within, your heart is bleeding. The enemy is trying to stop your blessing. Let God heal you. Let God fix it. And maybe you've lost some loved ones. I've been there. Maybe you had a girlfriend, a boyfriend that let you down. Now you're hurt. Don't look at your neighbor now. You back to the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 2. Notice what it says. It says, darkness have covered the whole earth. Gross darkness have covered the people. Then there's a word that comes after that. It's a but. Three words. Three, three letters. B-U-T. So in spite of what is going on in America, in spite of what is going on in our world, you need to throw your butt. 
Notice what God said. God said, in spite of all the mess going on, God said, but I'm fixing to straighten things out in your life. Amen. God said, I'm getting ready to change everything. That's why you got to throw your butt in it. But what? The Lord shall arise. Upon who? Upon you. That's his way of saying, I got your back. His glory shall be seen. Upon who? Upon you. So as your man of God, I prophesy over this church. Get ready to be blessed. Did you hear what I said? Get ready to be blessed. Get ready to be healed. Get ready to be delivered. Get ready. Get ready to be set free. The light of God has come. The glory of God is upon you. Fear not. Got some good news for you, baby. God's got your back. God's getting ready to touch you. He's getting ready to heal you. Let me say this in conclusion so that you know exactly where God stands. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10. This is God's closing remark. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Notice what he said. He said, fear not. That's where we start. That's where we're going to end. But notice what he said. He said, I am with you. This is Christmas. Guess what Jesus' name is? Emmanuel. Guess what his name means? I am with you. He said, fear not. Brother pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. How am I going to make it? God said, fear not. Why? Because I'm with you. Keep reading. Be not dismayed. Can you read? Make sure it's in your Bible. For the, 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 the experts say Christmas is the most depressing season in America. The greatest nation on earth. This is what darkness will do. How can you be living in the land of plenty? The strongest nation on earth. The richest nation on earth. And you are depressed during the holidays. Fear not. God said, I'm with you. Tell your neighbor, he's with me. Say like you mean it. God is with me. Notice what he said now. He said, be not dismayed. Why? He said, I am your God. Notice what he said. He said, I will strengthen you. Somebody needs strengthening this morning. From the pulpit to the pews, God said, I got your back. I will watch over you. I will watch over your children. I will strengthen you where you are weak. 
I will make a way out of no way. I will heal your body. I will supply all your needs. Somebody shall fear not. I receive. Thank you, Jesus. Notice how he ends. He said, I will hold you up with the right hand of my power. The book of Psalms 23, verse 4. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I got some good news, somebody. I will fear no evil. You know why I won't fear no evil? I'm just walking through it. God is with me. He said, I will fear no evil because God is with me. Say it in your heart. God is with me. God is with my children. God is on my job. God, everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Somebody shout hallelujah. I am done. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to pray with somebody this morning. We're going to confront that spirit of fear. Psalms 27. Beginning from verse 1. It says, the Lord is my light. Am I still in the book? He is my salvation. Who? Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength. Tell me, why should I be afraid of anybody? Even when my enemies follow me as I follow Christ, this Bible is not complicated. Even when your enemies, when my enemies, they begin to connive and talk and have meeting behind the scene, they will stumble. You know why you can say this? For in the time of trouble. Anybody ever been in trouble? I've been there. Some of the trouble, I put my own self. But in the time of trouble, he will hide me. Hallelujah. And when God hides you, ain't nobody can touch you. Anybody that dwelleth in the secret, oh, the secret place of the Most High, you will abide. I want to pray with somebody today. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I see it. I'm dealing with some things right now. I don't need to know the details. In fact, I don't mind telling you I'm dealing with some stuff. Ain't no shame in my guilt. My wife always tell me, you talk too much. 
you put all your businesses. I live in a glass cup. Before you tell the story of me, I'll tell the whole world myself. So they can hear it firsthand. I've had some good days. But the truth be told, Reverend, I've had some bad days. The truth be told, I've had, Brother Chairman, some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think this over, hey, all my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. The door of the church is open. If you're here this morning, you need prayer. Find your way to the altar. I'll, I'll spend my time. Thank you, Jesus. Fear not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will help you. Oh, I was preaching to my own self. I will help you. I hear the Lord say to me, I will help you. Seal. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. That's why I sing. Because I'm happy. I say before this altar. You know all about us. 
you have a plan for us. That plan is good. That plan is not of evil. That plan is to give us an expected end. We bind every spirit of fear trying to operate in our home, trying to operate in our lives right now. Have your way! Lord, we step in into your arms of protection. Lord, we ask that you protect us from all harm. Lord, we ask that you protect our jobs. Lord, we ask that you protect our business. Lord, we ask that you protect our health, oh God. Lord, we ask that you protect our children. Lord, we ask that you protect our children's children. We know anything in your hand is in good hand. Thank you that you never leave us. Thank you you never forsake us. Lord, we ask that you will make this season a glorious season. It's not about money. It's not about gift. It's not about candle. It's not about the lights of this world. It's about you, oh God. You are the reason for the season. Touch our lives. Heal our body. Save our soul. Make a way out of no way. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. Whatever is missing, we pray, oh God, that you will make it right. It is so. In Jesus' name. Is somebody here ready to celebrate Jesus? Open your mouth, shout amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. Open your mouth, shout amen. Stop notice on the devil, shout amen. Shout amen, shout amen, shout amen, shout amen. I want to thank you for your willingness to study the Bible with me. I'm grateful that you're hungry for the word of God. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger. Blessed are those who thirst. They shall be filled. I'm grateful for you. Let's receive the Holy Communion. Thank you, choir, musician. We appreciate you all. We are Sister Thomas. Praise God. We are grateful. Thank you all. The ministers will come. The deacons will come. Let's receive this communion.
Father God, we thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary. Father God, we realize there's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. Father God, we thank you for the blood, Lord God, because, Lord God, we've been made righteousness because of the blood. We've been delivered because of the blood. We've been set free because of the blood. We've been made whole because, oh, Lord, because of the blood. Father God, I thank you, Lord God. It was the blood that washed me, saved me, delivered me, and set me free. We realize there's power in the blood. Father God, we ask you to bless it, Lord God, sanctify it as we eat and drink to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, you may eat and drink at this time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just conclude the service, praise God, and we ask, amen, before you leave, praise God, if you don't have a church home, we want to invite you, praise God. Make this your church home, praise the Lord. If you're not saved, amen, maybe you didn't take communion, praise God, but Amen. Just give your life to the Lord. I found out you can make the altar right where you at. Amen. Just ask the Lord to come in and cleanse you and make you whole. Amen. So we thank God for everyone that came out. Praise God. We pray that you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Amen. And tell somebody you love them as you leave. Praise the Lord. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord God, the last Sunday of the year. Father God, you will continue, Lord God, to keep us and bless us, Lord God, till we meet again, Father God. Lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Before you leave, please permit me to make this announcement. After this announcement, our worship team is going to bless us with a song. Amen. You can tell I'm in celebration mood. Now, what is the announcement? Tomorrow is Christmas. Not today. Hey, that's Sister Davis there. I didn't know you were here. Praise the Lord. Is she cute? Wow. So glad to see you, ma'am. I was just talking about her earlier. Praise the Lord. I thank God for your life. You know, she helped me with my children. Mm -hmm. Ain't no shame in my game. Sure did. Now, tomorrow is Christmas. Tomorrow is Jesus' birthday. You are invited to church at 10 a.m. You cannot say you did not receive invitation. Now, I know you go to a lot of birthdays, but if there's one birthday you don't want to miss, it is Jesus' birthday. Now, I don't make calendars. Don't blame the preacher. It just happened you have Sunday before Christmas. That ain't my fault. <laughs> so all mine's clear. Now I'm, I'm going to take it one step further. How you doing, brother? Not great. Now, next is Sunday coming. That's the last Sunday of the year. That's the 31st. 
and now here's your schedule and my schedule because again I don't make calendars I'm not that smart I don't know who the, the government I don't know so it is Sunday morning we're going to come to church in the morning and then at night you're going to be back in the house of God for what's nice service Amen. My job is to work for your soul. I know there's all kinds of distraction. Maybe the New Orleans Saints go to play that day, but you got to include God in your programs. So tomorrow, church, Christmas Day tomorrow, at what time? Ten o'clock. Amen. It's going to be a celebration. Just like any other birthday, we're going to sing and shout. Amen. And rejoice and celebrate Jesus. Some people travel from way in the east to attend his birthday. You don't have to travel from Korea to get here tomorrow. Just need to get in your car. If you need a ride, call the preacher. I'll come pick you up. Amen. Amen. All minds clear. clear. Will you please help me welcome the best worship team on this side of Jordan? You all look good too, my sister. You can clap your hands while we get ready to depart this place. Yeah. Tell somebody on the side of you, say Merry Christmas. Tell somebody else, Merry Christmas. Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. Be blessed as you leave this place.